Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 5th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. First, I did a series this year on the miracles of Jesus, and many people were tremendously blessed. We went through every miracle that Jesus performed while he was in the land of the living, and now we're going through the parables that he taught. Right now, I'm teaching a, a, the parable of the talents, and we're taking our time to go through it, and there's so much. Somebody was asking me last week, how do you get so much out of these parables? Like, my God, you're, we, we were in uh, the parable, the mother of all parables, the parable of the sower. And that took us so many weeks, like eight or nine weeks to get through the parable of the sower. And now we're dealing with the parable of the talents. And it's like, Brother Pena, where do you get all this stuff? Listen, all I have to do is show up. All I have to do is come down here to my office and report to duty. This is not my ministry. This is the Lord's ministry. I come down here and the Lord tells me what to teach. And so sometimes he starts the night before. And then he starts to minister to me about, well, hey, this is what I want you to say in the morning. And then when I come down while I'm getting my coffee, he's ministering to me. And then I come down and then I release it. And so I'm here to just say whatever God wants me to say. And what he wants me to say today, Pearls from the Parables, part 50. This is part 50 of this series from the parables already. This is what he wants me to say. God is not trying to take something from you. God is trying to get something to you. So say that. Say, God is not trying to take something from me. God is trying to get something to me. So I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to release in your life today. All right, so I'm, I'm excited about this message. Sometimes people misunderstand the heart of God and they think God is trying to take something from them. No, God is trying to give something to them. Our God is a generous God. Put that in the chat. Say, our God is a generous God. Put in the chat. Say, God wants to bless me, right? You got to get to the point where you understand. God wants to bless you. You know why? Because God wants to bless you because God is a good God. God doesn't want to bless you because you're good. God wants to bless you because God is good. And when you get that down in your heart, that God is a good God, that God made good plans for me from the foundations of the world, that these are good plans, plans to give me a future, plans to give me a hope. He wants to use me for his glory. It's not about me. It's not about my performance. It's not about me dotting every I and crossing every T. It's about me receiving the plans that God made for me from the foundations of the world, say amen to that. Before I get into the message this morning, I have uh, two quick testimonies to share with you. And so um, I just felt led to share with you this morning. So before this this weekend, Isabella and I, the family, we were in Augusta, uh, Georgia. We were in Augusta, Georgia. I was preaching in North Augusta, but we also had a celebration to go to uh, the, the man that really helped me to become who I am today, Bishop Richard B. People Sr., uh, he was turning 65 this weekend. So, and so we had an amazing uh, birthday party. There were about 500 people there. Oh my God, it was so great. It was like a family reunion. Some of the people that are watching right now, they were there. It was great. Uh, but before I went there, I went to go pick up my son, Joshua, at VCU in Richmond. And so when we picked up Joshua, I'm, sit, I'm in the lobby of his uh, dorm and I'm waiting on him to come down. And uh, I was like, well, you know, even though you know how it is with, with, with teenagers, right? Like, I told you what time to be here. And now I'm waiting on you to come down. Let me use the bathroom. So I walk over to use the bathroom. As I come back, the, when I was going to the bathroom, there was this young man that was kind of looking at me. I was like, oh. So I went to use the bathroom. When I came back, the young man walks up to me. He says, excuse me, sir, 
um, are you Rick Pina? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And, uh, and so he pulls out his phone and he shows me his phone and it was my YouTube channel. He says, is this you? And I said, yes. He was like, oh my God. <laughs> he was like, oh man, me and my dad, we watch you all the time. And you know, oh my God, your ministry has been such a, we've been watching you for years. Years ago, you did a prayer about like the, the names of God. I said, yeah, the redemptive names of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was like 15 minutes long. And my dad, I'm a youth minister. And my dad made me do that prayer like every day for 30 days. And I said, oh, praise God. You know, he said, do you mind if I call my dad on FaceTime? I said, no, go ahead. And so he called his dad. And, and so then his dad started talking about how he leads a small group and how how many times he's used my material to teach his small group and the impact. And I was like, praise God. So anyway, I gave them my phone number and I hope that they're watching now because I, I need you guys to call me so we can we can connect. I would love to connect with you to God be the glory. That really blessed me though. That really blessed me. I left there saying, you know what? God, I thank you. I mean, just you just never really know the type of impact that you're making. And then it's stuff like that. It's like, man, God, you be glorified. It's not about me. It's all about him. And then, uh, then, then I preached in uh, this weekend. And when I was in uh, North Augusta, South Carolina, and I preached, when I was done preaching, I was about to leave. I actually got in my car. Isabella walked out. I drove up and uh, we were about to go to like a banquet. So I was like, hey, we got to go. And Isabella said, hey, you need to talk to this guy first before you leave. So I got out of the car. I was like, yes, sir. How can I help you? And he said this. Basically, this is you know the, a summary of the testimony that it gave me. And I took a picture of him and I put it on social media. He said, hey, last time you was here, I was homeless. Uh, but man, the word that you released, it really impacted my life. And then I got a copy of your book and that really changed me. And then, I, matter of fact, I got a bunch of copies of your book and I took it to the homeless shelter where I was and I made sure that I gave it out. And, and so I was like, hey, man, this thing is changing my life. I wanted to change yours. And I, I just gave out your book in the homeless shelter. And guess what? I'm not homeless no more. Man, I got a job. I got an apartment. I got a fiance. I'm about to get married. I was like, man, get Oh, man, glory to God. And so so I, I, I was super excited. And I'm not saying, listen, those of you that know me, I'm not saying I'm taking credit. I'm not taking credit for nothing. That's God. That's the grace of God. That's the grace life. It's just an example of what God can do. There's nothing that God won't do through someone who submitted unto him. God changed that man's whole life around and God will do the same thing for us. Say amen to that, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Praise God for the testimony. All right. So now let's get into the message, right? And uh, I just love God. I love his word. All right, before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. Let me let me read it again for your hearing. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of your life to dry up. And if you have an area of your life that did dry up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you, renew you, restore you. Say amen to that. So here's the parable that we've been looking at. Like, Brother Pena, you need to get to this parable. I'm going to get there. You see, I could take my time on today's word. I'm not in a hurry, right? Well, you know, I'm not going to be able to teach everything God gave me for this morning. I have to continue tomorrow. But this is what the parable says. Jesus is speaking. He says, hey, let me explain what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like a wealthy man that went on a long journey. Before he left, he summoned three of his servants together. He gave them financial management responsibilities. To one, he gave five talents of gold. To another, two talents of gold. To another, one talent of gold. It was according to their own abilities. What he saw in them, he only gave it to them based on what he believed that they could do. And so to the one entrusted with the five talents of gold, he doubled the money. The one with the two talents of gold, he doubled the money. The one with the one talent of gold, he dug a hole, put it in the hole and did nothing with the money. 
And so after much time had passed, the master came back to settle accounts. And so the one that doubled the money, the one that had five, he came back. He said, look, master. Oh, my God. He said, look, look at this. I doubled your money. You gave me five. Now I have 10. And he was like, man, you've been faithful. You've been loyal. You're a good servant. And to now into the joy of the Lord. Matter of fact, you've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. The one that had two said, hey, hey, I doubled your money too, sir. Look at this. He was like, all right, praise God. So look, you've been loyal. You've been faithful. And to now into the joy of the Lord. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. So the one that had one, this is what he said. He said, well, I know that you're a shrewd businessman. And I know that you get rich off of the backs of other people. Mm. I was afraid of you, so I hid your money. I did nothing with it. Now that you're back here, take it. It's yours. I don't even want it. The master said to him, you are untrustworthy. You are lazy. If you knew that I was a businessman, you could at least put the money in the bank and got me some interest, but you did nothing with the money. So now watch this. I'm going to take the one talent of gold from you and give it to the one that has 10. And to the one that has, more will be given. And to the one that has little, even the little that he has will be taken from him. And he says, now take this man away from me, this wicked, take him, throw him away, and he's going to go into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you in this morning. I know I said a lot to get to this point, but I have so much to teach about this that I'm not going to be able to finish this today. God is not trying to take something from you. God is trying to get something to you. Say amen to that. Two things. Number one. Here we go. Living the grace life that I teach is connected to believing what God believes about you. Put in the chat, say, I believe what God believes about me. It's it's about you just believing what God believes about you. Most people that know me know that I'm I'm teaching the grace life. I'm teaching the grace life every day. And this is a key aspect. Living the grace life, you got to be free from the pressure to perform. Put in the chat, I'm free from the pressure to perform. And the other major aspect is believing what God believes about you. So you got to be free from the pressure to perform and you got to believe what God believes about you. So let me connect those two points to this parable. The owner of the resources in the parable, he was already good at managing money, right? The owner had a lot of money. He was already good at managing money. He was good at making the money grow. So the issue was not with him. He already had money and he already knew how to make it grow. He picked out three men from all of his servants and he gave them financial stewardship or financial management responsibilities according to what he believed about them. It was according to their own abilities. He chose them based on what he believed about them, even though they may not have believed that about themselves. So he did not give them the assignment based on what they thought they could do. He gave them the assignment, come on now, based on what he thought they could do. Man, that's what God does with us. God does not give us the assignment based on what we think we could do, because if that was the case, we would have small assignments. God gives us assignments based on what he believes that we can do by his grace for his glory. So two out of the three men came back with amazement. They were like, look, sir, Oh my God, I doubled your money. Like, oh my, we, we did what, what you believed that we could do. 
right? And so you believe that we can do something with this money. Now I believe it too. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's like they were saying, thank you for believing in me. Come on. Thank you for seeing something in me that I did not see in myself. Thank you for, for believing in me and things that I did not even believe in myself. I'm telling you, I have great mentors. I have people that have invested in my life. I have people that believe stuff in me even when I couldn't see it in myself. General John Morrison, he saw stuff in me that I didn't see in myself. General Bob Farrell, uh, General Vi. These are people that, that God used to see things in me that I didn't even see in myself. Les Cornwall. These are people that gave me opportunities, that gave me assignments. And even when I felt like I was unqualified to be able to do it, but they believed in me. And I was like, man, they put their name on me. I can't let them down. And it's, you got this servant with five talents. You got the servant with two talents. It was like, even if it was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, but the master entrusted this to me. And so he must believe something about me. Come on now. And I'm, I need to do something with what he gave me. Listen, you got to walk into every day, every meeting, every conversation, all the activities saying, God, you believe something about me and you gave me this. I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, but but you you believe what well, you believe something about me. When I was on the army staff, I see Jay Santiago is watching. Jay and I were on the army staff. There were many times where I had to go into meetings and I felt unqualified. I, felt, I didn't have the rank. And I was expected to operate at a level that far exceeded my rank. And, and I was walking into rooms with people with PhDs. And I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. And, and I would be like, man, I feel unqualified. But God, you believe. Come on, man. You believe this thing about me. You believe about, I got to believe what you believe about me, God. I, I got I to be faithful over the little that you've given me. I got to be a good steward over this thing. I got to walk into this room like I own it. I got to walk into this room like I'm supposed to be here. I got to walk into this room because my God believes in me and my God is inside of me and he's going to give me the words and he's going to perform the work. But the unfaithful steward, uh, he didn't He didn't understand the exercise. The unfaithful steward, he, he didn't see it as an opportunity opportunity to develop himself, he saw it as an opportunity for the master to get rich. And so he, his perception was all wrong. He was thinking about the wrong thing. He, when his master came back, he was like, yeah, I know you get rich off of the backs of other people. So I didn't do anything with your money. I'm glad that you're back here. Take your stuff. I don't even want it. The unfaithful steward missed the opportunity. He failed to tap into the grace of God. He failed to believe what God believed about him. He failed to become the man or the woman that he was destined to be. Why? Because if you have the wrong attitude, if you have the wrong perspective, you will not tap into the grace of God. If, if I would have gone to the Pentagon and said, I don't want to be here. I never even asked to be here. I, I don't need, look, they're asking me to do all this stuff. I don't have the rank. I know. I, I never went to the, listen, <laughs> I'm going to just talk to uh, army people are going to understand what I'm, what I'm about to say. I never got to go to CGSE. I never got to go to the war college. I never got, I, I never got this school. I never got that school. And I'm in all these meetings and they expect me to know all this stuff. If I would have had the wrong attitude. No, no, no. Here's my attitude. I never got to go to the War College. I never got to go to CGSC. I never got to go to the acquisition school. I never, I, but, but Lord, you give me the grace. You can bless me to comprehend, digest, understand everything as it relates to this stuff. You can give me wisdom from above. I'm going to walk into these rooms and you're going to let me, uh, you're going to bless me to operate on a level that far exceeds my rank and experience. Father, I thank you for your grace. It's the grace. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, but you give me the words and you perform the work. And when you have the the right attitude. There's no limit to what God will do through you. They came back and they was like, oh my God, Lord, 
I doubled your money. Look at this. I, I actually did it. I did. I believe. Now I believe what you believe about me. I actually, I did what you, what you saw. Well, I didn't even see it, but you saw it. I didn't even see it, but I see it now. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to do something with this thing. See, God sees stuff in you that you don't even see in yourself. And God, will, listen, you got to believe. Put this in the chat. Say, I believe what God believes about me. You got to get to the point where I believe what God believes about me. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say what God says about me. I, I'm going to believe what God believes about Lord. I, I don't know what I'm, but if you want me to do it, okay, fine. This is what we're going to do. Lord, you want Isabella and I to run Inspire Solutions. The Inspire Solutions was your idea. Oh, okay. Uh, there's times where we don't know what we're doing either, and, but, but we're going to give this thing over to you and we're going to believe what you believe about us. And we're going to do, go, Lord, you want us to build a school in the Dominican Republic. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to build school. I don't even know where to get the land, but we're going to believe what you believe about us. Okay, Lord, you want us to do what now? Build a church. Oh, okay. Well, we're just going to believe what you believe about us. I'm telling you, when you just launch out there, Lord, you want me to write a book? What do you want me to write? I'm just saying, you just go out there. God gives you opportunities. You can't have the wrong attitude. You can't run away from it. You got to run towards it. You got to open up your heart to receive what God has destined for you to walk in from the foundations of the world. If you accept the assignment, put it in the chat. I accept the assignment. If you accept the assignment and you accept it by faith, then your faith will tap into God's grace and you will do stuff that you never imagined that you would do. You will live a life, I'm a witness, you will live a life that far exceeds anything you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of you. Once you experience uh, 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 the grace of God and once you start walking into the grace of God and you know that that you start believing what God believes about you. You will get to the point when you're like, okay, God, what's next? Okay. Now, God, you want us to do that? I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't even know what you like. Look, but I tell you what, if you're down, I'm down for whatever. If you say yes, I say, why not? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I will believe what you believe about me. There's no limit to what God can do. And there's no limit to what God can do through you. If you believe, because there's no limit to God's grace, put in the chat, said there is no limit to God's grace. When you live the grace life, you live a life that far exceeds anything that you have ever imagined because now you're beyond your humanity. You are free from the limits of your humanity. Say that, put that in the chat. I am free from the limits of my humanity. I am free from the pressure to perform. I am free from just living my life based on my resume. My resume tells people what I've done, my past experience, my past performance. No, I, I, I don't judge my future by my past. Say that. Say, I, I refuse to judge my future by my past. I judge my future by your purpose. You call me to do things that I'm not qualified for. You, you give me opportunities that I don't have the education or the experience, but you do give me the grace. And so I embrace the grace. These two guys that came back, oh my God, we doubled the money. Oh, look at this. And they said, here, here. And he said, enter now into the joy of the Lord. Living the grace life means that you are believing what God believes about you and you will have a tremendous joy. He said they came with joy and he said, now enter now into the, I'm going to give you a whole nother level of joy. The two faithful stewards were saying, look, God, we did it. We did what you wanted us to do. And I pray that you get to this point in your life. Say amen to that. Oh my God, that was good. All right. That was just number one. I told you I got two points for you this morning and then I'll let you go. Number two, the owner of the talents was not trying to take something from his servant. He was actually trying to get something to them. In the parable of the talents, we see one man, the owner, who owns everything, 
given resources to three men, and he expected them to produce what he believed that they could produce. He saw potential in them that they couldn't see in themselves. So he distributed the sums of money, the talents, according to their abilities, according to what he saw into their in their lives. And so now what he wanted them to do was, was to say like, wow, now we see what you see, right? They, they wanted, he wanted them to get to the point where they believe what he believed. But one of them, the unfaithful steward, he didn't do anything with the talent. You know why? He thought instead of understanding that it was an opportunity of empowerment, he thought the master was trying to exploit him. He wasn't trying to exploit him. He was trying to empower him. He thought that the master was trying to get something from him and the master was actually trying to get something to him. And this is a misconception that a lot of people, unfortunately, today have with God, with the church, and with money. Like, there are a lot of people that, that oh, I ain't trying to give that church my money. That pastor just wants another car or something like that. God is not trying to, God has all, God don't need your money. Let's be clear about this. God does not need your money. The reason why God teaches us to give is so that, so that we can become faithful stewards over what he's given us. He leads us to, through the system of sowing and reaping. So God doesn't need your money. God just wants you to maximize every opportunity, your purpose and potential. He wants you to fund his kingdom projects all over the world. And when he teaches you to sow, he's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. When you are a faithful steward, listen, God says, okay, now you've been faithful over this. I'm going to give you charge over much. But if you fail to seize the opportunity that God gives you, then you're going to miss out on the blessing that he has for you on the other side of the test. So God uses these various tests to help us to overcome uh, uh, procrastination. And watch this. So if you if you procrastinate, you don't do what God wants you to do. Or if you blame God like this guy did, then you're going to miss out uh, on the progress, the level of development that God wants you to have. So here's some things that we can glean from this as I close. I'm going to give you like four things that we'll glean from, from this mindset or having the wrong mindset. The first one is this. The master's intent is always empowerment and not exploitation. Put in the chat, God wants to empower me, not exploit me. The master gave them talents based on what he saw in them. And that's much like the gifts and the opportunities that God gives us. God sees untapped potential in us that we don't even see in ourselves. And he gives us opportunities to make the most of that potential. And when he does, he's not trying to take something from us. He's actually trying to get something to us. So if you have the wrong perspective, if you think that God is trying to take something from you and not get something to you, you're going to lock up and not do anything with what God gave you. And you're going to miss out on God's best. Second thing here is you will experience an amazing joy when you make the most of what God has given you. When you make the most of every opportunity that God gives you, you experience a joy, glory to God like this, like there's no other. The servants who doubled the money, they came back and they were like, wow, look, you gave me five. Now I got 10. I doubled your money, sir. Look at this. The guy said, you gave me two. Now I got four. Like you get this amazing joy. You get to believe what God believes about you. You get to, you get to do stuff that you never thought you could do. And God gave you the opportunity to do it. And you learn stuff in the process of doing that you will never learn in the process of just talking. And so you got to get out there and attempt it and do it and launch out by faith and tap into God's grace. And you start to experience it is a, it is a journey of self-realization that is aligned with God's purpose. Say this, say powerful things happen 
when I make a human alignment with my divine assignment, when you make a human alignment with your divine assignment and you start to launch out and become the man or the woman that God called you to be, you experience this amazing joy. Third point, not only do you get joy, right? When you align with God, but God gets joy when you align with him. So not only did they come with joy, the master had joy. Come on. When I please God, God is pleased. I want you to know that God is happy. God is pleased. God gets joy when you become the man or the woman that God destined for you to be. God gets joy when you walk in the fullness of your divine assignment. God looks down and gets joy. He says, that is my son in whom I am well pleased. That is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Not only do you get joy, put this in the chat, but God gets joy. God gets joy. God takes joy in my success. Think about that for a minute. When I'm successful, God says, that one, that's my son. That's my daughter. Like my wife on the soccer field. Oh my God. Don't let one of our sons score a goal. Isabella, you're going to hear Isabella on the other soccer field. She's like, that's my son. That's my boy. You know what I'm saying? And so, oh, the other day, the other day, uh, um, Ethan read a poem in church. And so he read a poem in church. And after he read the poem, everybody's like, amen. And you can hear Isabella say, that's my boy. That's my boy. Listen, God gets joy in your success. When you when you start maximizing the, the purpose and the potential that God placed in you from the foundations of the world, God gets joy from it. Last point for today, the final point. If you have the wrong mentality, if you think that God is t- trying to take something from you and not trying to get something to you, you're going to miss out on the opportunities that God gave you. You're going to miss out on opportunities that are right here in front of you because you have the wrong attitude. You have the wrong mentality. God is not trying to take something from you. God is trying to get something to you. He thought uh, you get rich off of the backs of other people. He had the wrong mentality. He had a misconception of God. Do not have a misconception. Listen, God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Our God is a generous God. He's not trying to get something. He has everything. He's trying to get something to you. He gives you opportunities so you can learn things about yourself that you didn't even know. Say amen to that. My God, that was a lot. That was a lot. Glory to God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Lift up up your voice and let's close it out. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I am living the grace life, free from the pressure to perform, and aligned with your divine perspective about me. I acknowledge that you see things in me that I have not even seen in myself. So my job is to get to the point where I believe what you believe about me. The assignments that you give me are not based on my limited view of myself. They are based on your unlimited grace. So I step out in faith, tapping into your grace, and I get to do (laughs) what I never imagined I would do. I'm committed to being a faithful steward over the opportunities and the resources that you entrust to me. You're not trying to take something from me. You're trying to get something to me. So I declare that I receive your assignment. I am faithful over it. And I get joy from it. You get joy too. Living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. 
So please apply it and prosper. As a matter of fact, I have more notes than I could share this morning. So I'm going to flow in the same vein again tomorrow. But this message was a blessing to me. I hope it was a blessing to you too. If it was, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.